That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 108 of Never Trust a Fart. I am joined by... Fuck. I'm joined by no one. I'm, uh, I'm alone on this podcast. That's fucking weird. Ain't used to that. So you may be wondering. Hey, Jason. Why the fuck are you alone? I mean, you usually got Chris there with you. Where the fuck's Chris? Well, he's dead. Chris went out to California this week, and um, he got ate by a puma. We lost him. Monday night. Got ate by a puma. Fucked up, I know. I don't really got much to say, you know. Uh, I mean, I did the right thing, I, I think. Uh, the first thing I did, I um, I called Ryan, made sure that I had a co-host. This show is going to go on, guys. Let's not sit here and pretend like just because we lose the co-host that I'm going to have to cancel the show, you know. I fucking named it. Never Trust the Fart Podcast. Shut up, Cincinnati. All that stuff, you know. That was all me. Come on. You think Chris really did anything? He showed up. He said some dick jokes, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm your host. So the most important thing was that I continued on with this podcast and kept you fine folks laughing, you know. Kept it going. So that's what I did. I, uh, I called Ryan, who you guys, you guys all know. You, you love him, of course. Ryan, he's everyone's favorite guest. Every single time he's came on, everybody loves it. He sticks things in his butt just like Chris. I mean, I'd argue that all I'm really doing is uh, upgrading Chris. He's younger. He's more viral. You know, he might get a couple more bitches watching. Chris didn't get any bitches watching. I promise you guys that. All right? So we can expand the audience. This isn't a bad thing. But it is. I mean, you know, in the end... We like Chris. So after I um after I secured a new host or co-host, I should say, you know, obviously the host is going to continue on. I I'm here, guys. I'm sticking around. The host is here. All right. The sidekick, though, the sidekicks change. It's going to be Ryan starting next week. Um. I and and I don't ever really see Ryan ever getting ate by a puma. I feel like he could maybe have to outrun a puma. You know, he's he's in shape. Chris, um, Chris has been doing tobacco products for like 40, 45 years, 67 years, something like that. I always forget. I mean, he's I mean, when you're at the age that he was at, time really doesn't matter that much. You know what I mean? I, you know, 73, 68. Is there really a difference? I mean, decrepit is decrepit. Let's be honest. Well, I don't really know where to go with the show, so um, I thought maybe I'd, I'd, I'd contact some of his loved ones and see if they wanted to reach out, and his friends, I mean, not his actual loved ones, because they would never speak to me, but his friends still speak to me, and um, see what they had to say about everything, maybe get some words. Uh, first, let's uh, let, you know, I, I think... This, Someone that gave the best eulogy that really summed it up for everyone. 
um, Mr. Uh, Hat Mutson. Hat Mutson called. He left a message. Let's play it for you guys. I was terribly saddened to hear the demise of Christopher Bebop Keys. The way he went out was remarkable, really. But when I think back about Tease, I'll think about the things that he loved in life. He he was a big family man. He loved all his kids. He even had a good relationship with his ex-wife. He loved his friends. He loved hanging out with his buddies and, and having the occasional drink, especially what he called the nectar of the gods, Jägermeister. But when I think of Tease, I'm going to think of the thing he really loved. The thing he loved above all else. And that was his love for penises. He's enjoyed the penis. From head to taint. The bulbous helmet. The veiny shaft. The grotesque balls. He was a cock connoisseur. You know, a couple weeks ago. He lit up the entire casino when word went round that there was a, a stray dildo just sitting on a chair, and he had to go investigate. And, you know, I'm sure if he was a little less embarrassed of himself, he may have just bagged that dildo up and put it on his mantle, maybe something to aspire to. But in a world full of penises, the world that Christopher Tease lived in, there was really only one cock that Tease really enjoyed more above all other cops. And that was, to my understanding, the first baby arm holding an apple cock that he saw face to face. And that was the cock of Jeff. Jeff's cock has grown into a legend amongst our inner circle. His go-to guy with threesomes. Boy, oh boy. That guy must have had a thermos. If I've heard that once, I've heard it a million times. So, Tease, here's to you, buddy. I hope that you're somewhere up there in heaven, bent over, getting your butt eaten by a prime Betty White, taking an ice luge of Jägermeister with the luge shaped in the form of your favorite cock. Here's to you, buddy. He is right about that. Matt makes some good points in that. That was a lovely fucking tribute. Um, but again, he is right that um, Chris really, really, really did love Cox. I mean, that's all he really talked about. His whole life dedicated to Cox. You know, not everyone can do that. Some people, they got lots of interest. They travel. They have tons of hobbies. But Chris, cock, man. He really loved cock. Um, in fact, he loved sharing his cock, not only with other ladies, but um, with other men. Now, when I say that, I, I don't mean that Chris slept with other men. He wasn't a gay man. He was straight through and through. I'll give him that. As much as he talked about cocks, I'll give him that. Chris was a straight man. In fact, kind of homophobic, you know what I mean? Like, you'd get real weirded out if you did say anything too gay about it. Or about, you know, thinking that he was, therefore. But, uh, he still really loved the cocks. And like I said, he loved Sharon. And, and what he would do as a service 
to um, people in relationships that that enjoy watching their wives fuck other men. They're called cucks, right? And Chris was a big member of this cuck community. This was a real passion of his. You know, one of his biggest passions was cucking. And uh, and he shared. He shared his cock with uh, married individuals to help their sex life. You know, I, if you can say anything good about Chris, and I know it's hard. You got to really, really, really reach. But if, you, if you're going to say anything good about him, you can say that he's a, he's a sharer. You know what I mean? Uh, when it comes to cock, anyways. And uh, I know one of his uh, his past relationships, where he went over and uh, fucked this little, this gentleman's lady on a regular basis. They actually called in. The guy's name was Tully. Tully, I believe. I, I, could, I had a hard time understanding them. Um, but he he called in. And he had some words he wanted to share with Chris. Also, hello, my name's Tully. You might not know me, but Chris did. Chris knew me very well. You guys know a little bit about our relationship. I was the guy. I was the cuck. The cuck that used to sit in the corner and watch Chris go balls deep in my wife. I'd eat a ham sandwich every once in a while when he wasn't looking. Most of the time, though, I looked at his butthole. It was a good time we had. My wife enjoyed him. But I didn't. I secretly wanted to kill Chris. And now he's dead. I don't have to worry about it. So hallelujah, motherfucker. Well, is anyone else surprised that um the guy that Chris bulls for and fucks his wife, the, the cuck, as we all know, uh, sounds like that and is that fucking weird? Well, I'm not surprised. But, um... Uh, <sighs> Anyhow, Chris had lots of friends. Another one that wanted to call in and say something sweet, maybe? I'm not sure. We'll check. Duh. Duh. Alex. Duh. I know. Duh. We're all going to miss him, big guy. Duh. This has to be emotional for you. Duh. He always, he always, um... He always threw you the ball that you could chase after when we go on these trips. He'd use that um that goofy tooth of yours to open beer cans with. I know how much you used to love that. This is gonna be tough on Alex. Any last words? Duh. Duh. Uh, yeah. It's tough on all of us, Alex, you know. We didn't see this coming. I didn't even know there was pumas out in California. At least not in that area, right? I mean, Disney World and shit, Disneyland, whatever dorky shit he went out to go see. They have pumas out there. Fuck. Who knew? I thought they were just rich people. I didn't know they had other things. Let's have a. Someone else wants to stop by. Say a few things. <laughs> Oh, Elijah. Dude, it's not that funny. I mean, he's dead. He's not coming back. I just don't see the funny part, Elijah, but, you know, you do you. His buddy Nick Marchetti, he called in. Say a few words. Nick Marchetti here. Calling in to give my, you know, thoughts and prayers and shit to Chris. So you got ate by a puma. 
What the fuck are you around pumas for, Chris? You should know better. Pumas are tall. Well, you weren't short, so I guess maybe you weren't afraid of them like I was. You know, I always remember you. First time we met, you grabbed something off the top shelf for me. And you know, that's brotherhood. Because not all of us can reach the top shelf, Chris. Uh, you could. It was pretty awesome. But otherwise, you know, you had that weird thing where, uh, every time you sat box for me, you'd stick your thumb up my butt if a tin hit. I don't know what it was with tins, but I didn't like them. You did. So, um, I guess until I die and shit, rest in peace. Fuckface. Even when it comes to death, Nick Marchetti. Just fucking abrasive. Little, little man, just so angry and yelling all the time. Just don't, I don't see what the big deal is, Nicky. Calm down, brother. You're gonna have a heart attack. You're gonna end up dead like Chris and shit. You don't want that. Um, I don't really got that much. You know what? Let's give Nathan a call. See what he has to say. Hello? Hey there, Nathan. What's up? Well, I know you've heard the news. We've lost our good friend, Mr. Chris Tease, to a puma attack at the young age of 73. And I was just reaching out to see if any of his friends had any nice words to say about him. Yeah, actually, I had I had jotted some things down. Uh, originally, I didn't think he had any family, but... And I was going to do the eulogy for him, but apparently his family wants to do it. Uh, they're being assholes, but that's beside the point. It's very selfish of him. Uh, let me find my papers here. Christopher Gertrude Tees was born July 7th, 1948 in Las Vegas, Nevada. He did a lot of crazy shit after that. But I do like to think that uh, in the end he went out the way he would have liked to went out i like to think a lot of people are saying that it was a puma attack i like to think that uh chris probably got a little bit curious and uh went over to try to fuck the puma that's what i think happened i think he died with a smile on his face and his dick as hard as it could be for a man at the age of 73 i'm really saddened by the news though chris was like a second or third grandpa to me as long as me thinking that he went out the way he would have wanted to go out, that makes that makes it that much easier for me. So I'm going to continue to think that. You got to do what you got to do. Um, I mean, I'm moving on. Yeah, and I'd like to say to you, good luck with the show. Should be better ratings now. Um, all right, man. Talk to you later. All right, man. Hopefully under better uh, circumstances next time. Yeah, not all bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Later. All right. I'll see you. And lastly, let's um, let's hear from uh, Chris's only black friend. Uh, we know Chris had issues with um, other races and stuff. Uh, we don't want to get too much into that. But how about we uh, let's hear from his uh, his his friend Keyshawn. Man, fuck you, motherfucker, dying and shit. Owe me six dollars. You know it's kind of funny. Um, Nate alluded to the fact that maybe uh. Maybe Chris didn't exactly get ate by a puma. That that was that was weird, you know. And he thought maybe Chris was doing something extra to make that puma want to eat his face. I mean, pumas don't just attack for no reason, especially when you're a, a big person like Chris was a decent sized person, and um and he smelled funny. So pumas didn't really want to get close to the people that smelled funny. They they'd usually stay away. So. I I don't know if I should share this or not, but I I got the personal information on exactly how he died. Um, 
And it's a little bit more uh, more fucked up than we thought it was originally, I guess. Uh, so uh, here, let me read this. Yeah, his his uh, sister wrote us this. It turns out that he did get ate by a puma, but that was just the grand finale. He was so distraught when he heard the news of Bob Saget's death that he immediately ran into the forest in search of a honeybee's nest. What? Little known fact. When Chris was in his mid-50s in 1988, he used to watch Full House and spank off into a coffee can full of bees. Don't judge him. This was just his way of relaxing. What the fuck, dude? Maybe we didn't know this guy. Uh, he used to jerk off into a can of bees? That's just fucking odd. I don't even... Uh, I don't have any words for that, you know? Uh, <laughs> He's always he was always going on and on and on about how everybody else was so fucked up sexually. But it turns out this guy used to watch Full House and jerk off into a coffee can full of bees. That's weird. All right, let me get back to this note. Um anyhow, he ran into the forest and stuck his wiener into the first beehive he could find. As he was erupting in pleasure, a fucking bear came out and tried to eat him. Butthole first. Chris managed to triple Lutz over a stream into a cabin before being succumbed to the bear. Well, why? What? She can't read. You know, I can't read that good and she can't write that good. So it's a bad combination here. But let me go back here. Chris managed to triple Lutz over a stream. This motherfucker triple Lutz. You know, he always did seem kind of athletic. So maybe he did triple Lutz over the stream, but he fell into a cabin before he got ate by the bear. So he didn't actually get ate by a bear. Let me read here more. The unfortunate news is that there was a nest of pumas waiting in the canyon to eat them. Wait a minute. <laughs> a nest of, of pumas? They just got nest? Is that the way pumas work? I don't think they hang out in nests, do they? Are you sure they're pumas? Huh? Fuck. Well, either way, that's, uh, that's fucking tragic. That's a, a weird way to go out, that's for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get, over, get uh, over him jerking off to... Full house and uh, the can of bees. I mean, uh, what do you think it was that would make him do that? The, the, the small children? You think that was it? That they And he'd punish himself because he's jerking off the small children? So, you know, the can of bees was his way of punishing himself? He was Catholic, after all. Um, you know, those Catholics are weird. Or, uh... Or maybe it was the fact that three dudes living under the same household. That's really what got him, you know? Uncle Jesse was a hunk, and then the other uncle has all those shitty jokes like Chris does, you know, so he probably liked him. They, they both like real shitty jokes. Um, and then Bob Saget, you know, Bob Saget, nice looking man. I got no, uh, no real issues with Bob Saget, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's fucking weird. Here's a word from our sponsors. Come on down to the Purple Duchess. This week's special executive chef, Phil Bergio, cooked up a mouth-watering pineapple upside-down meatloaf with a side of delectable sardine truffle cornbread. Sous chef Matt Bergio has paired up a rare Egyptian pale ale with a titillating loaf of pickled butter tiger bread straight from the Netherlands. And make sure you make room for desserts, ladies and gentlemen. 
because Mama Bergia whipped up a luscious batch of escargot-infused asparagus pudding that is fit for a king. Reservations are going quick at the Purple Duchess, so make sure you save your table now because everyone here is a winner on the front line. The Purple Duchess. Come get it while the getting's good. And we're back after that commercial. Hey guys, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but Chris isn't actually dead. Chris is in Disneyland or Disney World. I was right about that part earlier. He did go to California with his family. Um, it'll be a shame if he does get ate by a puma and this all comes back to haunt me. All <laughs> jokes on me kind of thing. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I feel pretty safe that he's not going to die and get ate by a puma. So I'm not going to actually have any guilt. But if it does happen, feel free to point and laugh because that is, um, isn't it ironic? You know, that kind of shit. But uh, the truth is, is I had COVID again. Yes, round number fucking two with the coronavirus. This bullshit ass virus that's fake, man. It's fucking fake. It's, it, it's not, I guess. But hey, man, guess what? Round two, not so bad. I, um, I started feeling bad on Tuesday. I just had a bad cough, felt shit in my chest. Just didn't feel right. Tired. All that headache, the fucking COVID headache. That's no joke. Um, went and got tested. Actually, my wife kind of made me go get tested. I really wasn't going to do it. I was like, this isn't that bad. And if the Omicron's just not that bad, why waste my fucking time? Um, and then she, you know, called me a selfish cunt and whatnot. And she's not wrong about that. You are kind of a selfish twat if you think you have it and you go out in public with it. Because although it might not affect you that much, it might affect another a lot, especially you dumb dumbs that haven't got the vax yet. Um, and I really don't give a fuck what your opinion there is, Vern. Uh, you should probably get vaccinated because it won't make it as bad. I got vaccinated and I got it, but it wasn't that bad at all. Like literally two days of the sniffle snots, a little bubble gut, a little headache or two. Lived through it. COVID champion, two-time COVID champion. Not just some regular fucking average Joe sitting over here, man. Two time. COVID. Coronavirus. Number one nine champion. I am out there collecting those variants, all right? Got the OG COVID back in November 2020. Guess what? Knocked it out of the park. Fucking, you don't see me long hauling, motherfucker. I'm done. Hey, it's gonna get you worse. You're diabetic. You're fucking wrong. I'm killing it over here. Two-time COVID champion. 2021 comes. Eh. Pretty much avoid it. 2022 comes. I'm the crown right in my fucking jaw. But it wasn't that bad. We can make it, brothers and sisters. We can make it. We can take down this COVID. Nah, no, we can't. I'm just talking out my ass. Uh, it didn't affect me that much. My wife is still pretty fucked up, pretty sick, pretty uh, knocked down from the vid. And, um, you know, the sexist part of me wants to go, well, of course, she's a woman, I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> come on. 
And then, um, well, that's really all I got is a sexist part. So that's what I've been doing. I've just been gloating a lot that uh, I knocked it out of the park really quick, and she's still sitting over there with her um, hurting body and such. Uh, sucks for her, but men are better. This has been proven time and time again. Yeah, they hate hearing that. Anyhow, so what's been going on this week? Nothing much besides the COVID, sitting around, watching Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters movie. I don't know if you guys have checked that one out. It's all right, I guess. Um, I I just don't get sentimental and nostalgic. I, I just, It's just not me. I mean, obviously, I recognize all the Ghostbusters shit. Obviously, I like the Ghostbusters growing up, and this one was all right, too, but I didn't get a boner when Bill Murray popped out of the screen with his old fucking vagina looking face i i just i was like cool all right and then i moved on people have this hero worship of bill murray I, I really don't get it i mean he's cool he's all right i guess but uh you know i've seen better that's so, so i whatever man and then i did watch stringer bell in the cowboy movie don't remember what it's called had a great soundtrack i do remember what it's called two seconds later after saying i don't remember what it's called it was called the harder they fall Watch it if you have it on Netflix yet. I was probably eh, all fucked up on uh, minerals and such that I um, thought it was better than it actually was. But such is life, you know? I, I was really hoping the other day on the January 6th anniversary that there'd be some more idiots that went to Washington and did some cool shit. Because um, looking back on it a year from, you know, happened a year ago, eh, eh, not, not really that big of a deal, right? I mean, did they really do anything? People make such a big fucking deal like it was this world-changing event. These fucking morons didn't know what to do. They, These are the kind of people that you really should be afraid of because they're super ignorant, yet super, uh, let's just say motivated to be idiots, that they actually took their time, they went to Washington, D.C., they stormed the Capitol... But then the problem is, is once they got there, they didn't have anyone to tell them what to do. And these morons can't really think for themselves. They need someone to sit there and tell them exactly what to do. So when they actually got onto the Capitol, since no plan was ever brought about, they just walked around. Um, <laughs> a couple people smeared some shit on the wall. Because that's what I would do if I was in the Capitol. Just smear a little poopy on the wall. Leave your mark. Um, a couple people smoked some dubs. That's not a bad move. Uh, I heard Willie Nelson did it way back in the day. That's not bad company to be around. <clears throat> yeah, the one guy that walked around with his buffalo hat on looking like a bad motherfucker. I still say that guy um, is the champion of January 6th. He's the guy that people are going to remember forever, and rightfully so, because he looked cool. But everybody else, eh, just a bunch of douchebags doing douchebag shit. Not that impressive, really, in the end. I hope all of them go to jail for a long time, just because uh, stupid people like that really don't need to be out and about. But I don't feel like they did that much damage. That one lady died, Ashley Babbitt, but no one's going to miss her. Let's be honest. She's fucking crazy. That's Darwin acting on it. Hey, I heard Darwin had Asperger's. True? I don't know. Dan Aykroyd did. You guys all love that Ghostbusters movie. What the fuck's that have to do with anything? Couldn't tell you. Anyways... I did sit down with an interview with a superstar by the name of El Guerrero Gordo. Here it is. We're joined by legendary luchador El Guerrero Gordo. Hello. 
So I got a couple questions for you today. Just, you know, try to get to know you a little bit. I know you're upset that Chris wasn't here. Actually, Jason, I was very upset at the beginning of the show. You said Chris was dead. Let me just say, I got half hard when you told me that, man. I thought the job was done. I thought I could rest. But no, you full of shit like normal. Yeah, you'll have that. Um, But fuck you, all right? Let's get to the questions, all right? What inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Well, first off, let me tell you, we call that luchador where I'm from. You knock it off with this wrestling talk. We luchas. But anyhow, I was actually inspired while watching the 1980s WWF wrestling. Not because of the titles, not because of the fame, but because I could tell they were doing a massive amount of cocaine. And you know, my first love, okay, well my first love is fat women, but my second love is cocaine. And I feel like wrestling provided a great opportunity to achieve both of those at high levels. And boy was I right. (laughs) All right, man. So you uh you became a wrestler because of the cocaine? That's fucking weird. But um, you know, I've heard worse. Yes, of course you've heard worse, Jason. You're a fat piece of shit. People say dumb shit around you all the time. Hey, man. I got feelings too. Anyhow, so what was your worst injury you've ever had? I know there's a lot of injuries in wrestling, and uh, I'd just like to know what your worst was. Well. It was 1992. I was fighting Rick Rude. Rick had a lot of different things that he did that he didn't show the camera that he did, but he really did them. One of them was he knew how to snap his own fingers off and shove them in your butthole. He took his index finger off and shoved it so far up my butthole that for weeks and weeks and weeks I had to poop out my elbow. And let me tell you something. It's not hard to poop out your elbow. Uh, did he ever get his finger back? No, no. Rick Rude, he grow new fingers. That's just the way he operate. You know, a lot of people don't know things about wrestlers. But we got a lot of secrets. We're like magicians. Remember that Darshwood Dushi guy that came on your show? We're like that, but you know, with talents. All right, man. So, uh, how's a typical day usually go for you as uh, El Guero Gordo? How does it work? Well, I wake up, immediately eat a bottle of cocaine. Immediately. You know, you don't want to waste much time. And then I mix a nice batch of tequila, steroid, and protein punch together. You know, just to get the day going. Now I'm ready. Now I'm up. I usually fuck at least three fat bitches before noon. You know... Get the heart pumping, the little cocaine, a few fat bitches, some steroids. Day's going great. Around 1 o'clock I fall asleep. That was way too much to do too quick. All right, my heart almost stopped. I almost died. It was a fucking disaster, man. Wake up at around 3 o'clock. I watch Jeopardy. I have a tape from the night before. Don't you get on me saying that Jeopardy's not on at three. It's on any time I want. This is the new world. This is the world of TiVo. All right. Then five o'clock, 
I go to the arena and I dominate whatever opponent I have for the night. And then after that, I do more cocaine and more fat bitches. You know, this isn't that complicated, Jason. Well, um, maybe that's what you do because you're a luchador and you're Mexican. But if you couldn't be a Mexican, we like to ask our guests this. If you couldn't be a Mexican, what nationality would you be? Well, I think I'd be Thai. You know, because uh, Chris told me last week that he hates the Thai, and I want to be anything that Chris hates. So fuck Chris. I'm going to be from Thailand. Hey, plus you know what else? They got those ladyboys over there. You know, it gets a little tricky. You got to be very careful. But, you know, it's a good time if you know what I mean. All right, El Gordo. Who has had the most influence on your life? Well, you know, you got to put me on a spot here, but um, if I had to pick anyone, I'd probably say Hitler. No, I didn't really get into the racist part of him, but I really respect how he dominates the competition. You know, he just wipes them all out. Hey, you, I don't like you, go away. You, don't like you, go away. He really got shit done, the Hitler. Um... So you were influenced by Hitler. Yes, you fat sack of shit. Isn't that what I just said? All right, dude. So uh, how many sharts have you had in 2021? You know, the year just ended. Jason said he ended up with two of them. Um, uh, Nathan also said he had a shart. And Chris said he had about a baker's dozen. So where do you sit on that scale? Well... I told you guys many a times that I eat nothing but beans. Not because I really like the beans, but because it helps my finishing move. You know, the one where I uh, I put my butthole over their mouth and then I blow a hole through the back of their fucking head? Yeah, that one. You need lots of beans for that. So, you know, I, I do it for the business. So, after the steroid shake, I forgot to tell you that earlier. You know, when we had our, um, our thing going on, we were talking about how my day went. I should have told you about the beans, but I just assumed you know that. But anyhow, what the fuck was I talking about? Shorts, oh yeah. Well, you know, you start every day with a short when you live life as cool as I do. So, uh, minus plus, you know, whatever, over under 400. 400 shorts. That's uh, quite a decent amount of shorts you've had there, young man. But let me, t uh, oh shit, I can't talk right. Let me ask you this. How many women have you slept with? Oh, let me think. I gotta hit the roll of doubt. Oh, no, 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 I don't. I know exactly how that. 6,243 women, two dudes, and one gold. Next. All right. Where is your favorite place to wrestle at? You know, you can wrestle all over the world from what I hear. You've been here. You've been there. But where's your fucking favorite place to go, dude? Well. Oh, shit. That's easy. Wherever the fat bitches are. I don't really care as long as there are plenty of white women there. You know, I prefer them to be white. I prefer them to be fat. And I prefer them to like to suck my dick. As long as they're there in, you know, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a great place to wrestle. All sorts of fat bitches in Wisconsin. Toledo. I've told you all about Toledo. Nothing but big bitches in Toledo. Cincinnati, we got our fair of fat bitches down here, huh? Yeah, I like going there. All right. Uh, 
So that's that's interesting, but um Alright. What's your favorite song to make love to? Well, I gotta say it's Probably a tie. Um, Cotton Eye Joe and the theme for Law and Order, you know. I, the, the theme for Law and Order really gets me off. Every time you're dun -dun, I usually stick one finger up and then the next one too. And then I see how many I can work my way up to. Now I have that on a 10-hour loop sometimes when I fuck for good portions of time. I don't always do that, you know. I don't always give the best performance. But every so often, I bust out that YouTube clip. Ten hours, long theme song. Danton, I lay the danton. If you know what I mean. And then Cotton Eye Joe, you know, fat bitches love that song. So I put that song on, and uh, where did you go? Ha ha ha, Cotton Eye Joe sucked my dick. Yeah, yeah, it's a great time. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, last question, man. Tell us about your first sexual encounter. What was your first experience? Whoa, you think a great cocksmith like me would have a great story for that, but let me just tell you the truth, okay? It wasn't with a lady. It wasn't with a man. It wasn't even with a human, you know? My first experience, I got a Gila monster in the desert, all right? I stuck a small bird egg up my butthole. Now that Gila monster hadn't ate in a while, so he was very, very, very interested in getting that bird egg out of my asshole. So up he goes. First he just tickles with that tongue, that It feels so good, man. Nothing quite like the lizard tongue on the butthole. But you know, the Gila monster, it's a decent sized lizard. It was probably about a foot. They weigh about a pound and a half, you know. He really gave it to me. Their bite is poisonous, but he didn't bite. He was a lover. He had no interest in biting my bumhole. He was a lover. He gave it to me strong. And you know, it was the worst knife birthday I've ever had. But hey, at least I got it out of the way. You know what I mean? Whatever, freak. I gotta go. Do you have any last words to say or anything, you fucking... Ugh. Hey, man. You gotta stop with your judgment, bro. It's 2022 right now. Chris is still alive somehow. The sun is out. And you're over here just being a negative asshole. Laying up, Jason. The Gila monster's not so bad. You know? You can handle Rick Rude's thumb up your butt every so often. You know? And Hitler wasn't as bad as you like to think he is, right? Okay, I could be wrong about that one, but you know, you know, 9 out of 10 is not fucking bad. But until next time... Well, that was um, El Guerrero Gordo. He always has a lot to say. Is uh, I think mostly full of shit though. But you know, believe what he's gonna believe. You can believe whatever you want to believe. I don't really give a shit. Hey, let's get to a couple segments here. I think we gotta do just out of respect to the show, have some kind of semblance of normalcy. How about uh, let's do a uh, one of these guys. All right. 
I got an asshole this week, and this guy's been an asshole for a very, very long time. At least 20-something years. Let me sit back and think of this asshole for a couple seconds. That's all I need. Asshole. Dan Snyder. Now, you might know him from the owner of the Washington football team. Yeah, because he had to change the name. He was stuck to Redskins for a long fucking time. The guy was married to it. And in fact, one time said he will never change the name. And you could put capital letters on that. Never. Oh, wow. We get to use capitals, Dan, you fucking goof. All right. This guy's been spending more time running his fucking team into the ground that he hasn't noticed that his stadium has gone absolute shit. All right. Earlier in the year, I think it was week one, maybe. He literally had shit showers raining down on the fans, just plumbing, turds, fucking farts, whatever, coming down on people's heads, shit water, shit water everywhere. It was all over the fucking place, right? That's pretty fucking bad. You run one of the biggest organizations in the fucking country. You can't fix uh, the shit showers going on. And then last week, the railing, you know, every... Stadium has like a, a walkway for teams to come in and people hang over and try to give them fives and everything. And I've never seen one where the railings are like the same kind of railings you would uh, put up at a marathon to keep some old people from fucking tripping over things. It, uh, these aren't the kind of railings that are old people. They're all bending over trying to give old Jalen Hurts a high five. And like six fatties just fall off the fucking railing onto the ground. Almost kill poor Jalen. Now that guy, you can tell he's a leader. He doesn't fucking miss one step, starts picking people up, making sure everyone's all right. Jalen Hurts, he gives a fuck. That guy's the future of Philadelphia, if you ask me. And he can run real fast. But either way, seems like a good dude. These railings are falling. People are fucking breaking elbows and shit. Probably, who knows? They probably made a lot of money. But either way, Dan Schneider, how about you stop uh, making the cheerleaders take secret pictures of their wang-wangs and so you can send them out to all your rich friends and uh, focus on getting your shit together, man. Getting your stadium together. Getting everything together. Fuck you, Dan Schneider. But my Bengals making the playoffs. That's right. Joey Franchise looks like we're going to probably play... Game's not over yet. Oakland versus San Diego. I think Oakland's going to pull it off, though. Because I want to play Oakland. And they're not even in Oakland anymore, are they? I don't know. They're in Vegas. Fuck them. They're always going to be in Oakland to me. Vegas. Vegas don't give a shit about you. Vegas only gives a shit about money. Fuck you. Either way, Bengals winning. Antonio Brown, he's weird. That's my take. Who gives a shit? Bruce Arians, probably an asshole. Either one of them can't get along. Who gives a shit? The Bucks were playing the Jets. They were losing. I'd fucking leave too. Who was the least lose to the fucking Jets? Who cares? Speaking of Karen, obviously you guys don't. Because you motherfuckers still haven't sent in your entries in the 2022 Celebrity Death Pool. You know you won in. You know how it works. You know I won last year. Motherfuckers, you don't want to come at me. That's the problem. None of you motherfuckers want to come at me. Because you ain't gonna win. Alright? So bring it. You want a nice bottle of bourbon? Too fucking bad. I'm gonna win it. But I'll still let you join my pool that you will fucking lose because you don't know death like I know death, motherfucker. I just had a half hour podcast talking about a person that wasn't even dead. 
I'm an expert at this shit. I'll probably die soon. I might put my own fucking name on the 2022 death pool. Who knows? Probably not. Not a celebrity. Won't fucking qualify. And that's right. You can't just put any friend on this death pool. People got to know who you are. All right. Or they got to know who they are. Uh, looking at you, Harry Guy, with your fucking 10 porn stars last year that no one knew. But hey, Harry Guy sent in a death pool entry, and it's a pretty decent one. And you motherfuckers haven't yet. So please, 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 please send your entries in to nevertrustapod at gmail.com. That's right, it's just never trust a fart pod. I said it wrong the first time. This time I'm saying it right. Never trust a fart pod at gmail.com that's not podcast that would have a c-a-s-t at the end this is just pod never trust a fart pod at gmail.com you can also send your interest entries oh i can't talk when i use this cool radio voice maybe i should work on it a little bit harder Anyhow, you also can join our death pool by messaging us on facebook.com slash never trust a podcast. That's right. Never trust a podcast because they wouldn't let us say never trust a fart on Facebook. Who the fuck knows why? I sure don't. Anyway, or you can just message Jason or Chris individually because Chris actually is alive and Jason never was dead. And they will take your entries. Now, if you don't want to use your regular name and you want to use some fake-ass fucking name because you're a bitch and you're afraid of what your neighbors will think, well, use any fucking name you want. We'll keep it a secret. We don't care. We'll make fun of you behind closed doors. But those doors will remain closed and no one will know you're fucking sick mind. I couldn't think of a word right there. I fucking got lost. I had my eyes closed. I was all into it. You guys should have seen it. Wouldn't do video this podcast. I would probably look like a fucking asshole. Speaking of which, we already did our asshole. I want you to join the uh, the death pool. That's really all I got going on this week. I'm obviously not going to do a would you rather without Chris. Um, he'll be back next week. We will also have Whoopi on next week. It'll be a normal podcast. It won't be this poppycock. So... Let me see. I got anything else? Go. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? Brooklyn. What? No one ever says Brooklyn like that. Anyways, regardless of what the fuck I'm rambling about, um, I do have one of these real quick, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, fuck you this week to Patton Oswalt. Hey, you know Patton Oswalt, that little tiny fella. Looks like an elf. He's a real nice comedian fella. He was on the One Moon Show with Kevin James. See, I never know shit when it comes down to it. Anyways, Patton Oswalt. Everybody knew who the fuck Patton Oswalt is. Comedian. All right. He's been friends with Dave Chappelle for... I think he said 25, 30 plus years or some stupid shit like that. They've been friends basically their whole lives. They grew up together doing comedy, uh, worked the road, did all that shit. Brothers. And anyways, he hadn't seen him in a while and he was excited to see his friend Dave. He hadn't seen him in a long time and he took a picture with him and he put it up on Instagram. And the whole fucking community of douchebag liberal cunts shit on him. Are we really at the point? 
where we can't have a friend, a lifelong friend that has a differing view from us? Is that what's going on? And the reason why I say fuck you, not to just the fans, but to Patton, is Patton, after putting this picture on, actually went on and apologized. Apologized for taking a picture with his friends because it upset some of his fans. Fuck you, Patton. Tell those fans to suck your dick and let's move on with life. Fuck them. Don't let people like that affect anything. It's such a small portion of the population. And I'm not talking about fucking uh, transgender people. I'm talking about fucking cunts that get on online and make a big deal out of everything. It's a very small portion of people. On the left, on the right, very small portion of people. We gotta stop fucking going towards them. Who gives a shit? Just say fuck you and move on. So fuck you. That's it. That's episode 108. I kept it under an hour. I know you motherfuckers don't want to hear me ramble too goddamn long. This is probably boring as shit. I just wanted to make sure the feed got kept up. And... You know, make a couple jokes at Chris's expense. And he'd do the same for me. If you guys remember right, when I was out for a week and El Gordo Guero, El Guero Gordo, wherever the fuck his name was, was on, they made fun of me for having diabetes and I was going to lose a foot for a whole fucking week. So... Guess what? Chris, get over it. You died this week. You'll be back next week. So until next week, suck both of my dicks. Call me Harry Belfonto and fuck off. You can kindly fuck off now. Please subscribe and share. Well, you can kindly fuck off now. Fuck off.